Right outside Dave Fallis' picture framing on the beautiful shores of Islay Creek in the central waterfront of San Francisco, I'm Dave, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today on the show is my brother from a different mother and bandmate, Shane Mednick. Shane moved to the Mission from East Chester, New York, and started playing drums for the SF bass band Hightower. He was featured on Epically Trife more than once as the token drummer shot and spent most of his days fiending for the Whizburger. Currently, he's moved out to Brooklyn and started another band, Slashers. We recently did a little West Coast tour ending in SF. Although he has many tastes in good music, we still marvel at how he remains a diehard Metallica fan, even with their new stuff. You might not want to get started on Metallica, because I'm a passionate fan and uh, there's so many haters out there. Death Magnetic, I own on vinyl. Straight up, I think they're back to where they need to be, as far as being Metallica goes. Some big shoes to fill. Thanks, Dave. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what this world is coming to. There's been some things troubling me lately, and I was thinking of starting a new segment called Poop Du Jour. Basically a French slash English for shit of the day. Listen, I just saw the new movie Joker over the weekend, in which I enjoyed, but I gotta be honest... A lot of the movie I was sitting there a bit distracted thinking to myself, what the hell is all the fuss? Apparently Todd Phillips, the writer and director of the movie, has been under great criticism for glorifying incel culture and people's sensitivity levels have been yet again risen. I just want to read a few quotes I looked up after watching the movie and remind everyone out there, the more you feed something, give it attention, bad or good, It's going to build momentum. Anyway, here's Todd Phillips in response to the critics. It wasn't we want to glorify this behavior. It was literally like, let's make a real movie with a real budget and we'll call it Joker. What's outstanding to me is how easily the far left can sound like the far right when it suits their agenda. Bill Maher told the New York Times... The most important thing that the Democrats can do to win the next election is to broom this element out of their party and stand up to the Twitter mob and the ultra-woke. And I don't like the term woke because it implies I am asleep. I was woke before some of these people were born. I grew up in a household with two liberal parents who were ahead of their time. My father and mother told me about civil rights. I knew what the right thing was. The difference is that liberals protect people and PC people protect feelings. We live in an era where I don't think people's main focus is the truth and or sussing out something valuable or teachable. We live in a time in which people are more concerned with scalps and clicks. And I'll end this with Joaquin Phoenix who had the difficult task of taking on a role that Heath Ledger put on a pedestal. He said, I don't think it's the filmmaker's responsibility to teach morality. And if you don't know the difference between right and wrong, then there's all sorts of things that you're going to interpret in the way that you want. All I can say is just please go see this movie and let me know what you think. Hit me up on Instagram with a DM or email me at talkinschmidt at gmail.com. And remember, pain is a given. Suffering is optional. And now without further ado... Hello, hello, check, 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 one, two, two, two. This is Shane Mednick, a.k.a. Shane and Blood, and you're listening to Talkin' Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. 
looking at the all cars tire right here. Oh, big dog's in. What do you think, Schmitty? 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. He's so fucking big, dude. shit my pants, lad. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Schmidt. Meatloaf, deviled eggs. We're here with smiles on our faces and dollar Olympias. What up, Corey? All right, here we go again, as my friend Jeremy Fish would say. San Francisco, CA, and we're behind Petrol Park in the mobile studio. We got none other than Shane visiting us from New York with his band, The Slashers. And no, the. No, the. It's just Slashers. Yeah. Okay, fuck. Blew it already. And you might have heard of, well, he's been in a lot of bands, but you might have heard of Hightower. Heard of Hightower. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. We're making we're making up for lost time, Schmitty. Welcome, welcome. What what's your full name? Shane Matthew Mednick. Matthew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. S M M. Yeah. Oh, so is that the solo project S M? The S M project, yeah. yeah. Okay. Could oh. stand for really anything though, really. S N M. Like single mom. Ah. Oh. You know? Shatter math, you know? The project. The project. The SM, the band. That's just you? It's just me. Sometimes I have some guest percussionists sit in. Oh, okay. Fuck it's, a real, uh, it's a real jamboree. Dude, <laughs> I was just thinking about it as I was driving over here to meet you. This is going to be episode 41. And for a guy that used to kind of, I don't know, I used to kind of pride myself on this thing called the token drummer shot. You're my first drummer out of 41 episodes. I'm blowing it. I was always psyched, man, though. After every t- every time we played a show as Hightower, like, I would wait for that Monday or whatever for, like, the uh, the trife picks to come up. Hell yeah. And uh, the token drummer shot, yeah, it was, it was a real honor. You got a lot of those. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with some early basics. Where were you born? Uh, Bronxville Hospital, Bronxville, New York. 1974. Where'd you grow up? Eastchester, New York. Eastchester. Downstate. Like, we could skate to the Bronx, you know? Oh, okay. I was able to go see shows and skate the Brooklyn Banks in like an hour train ride. So it was a pretty cool place to grow up. Till what age? Uh, I moved to San Francisco when I was 24 in 99. Oh, okay. So you were there till you were 24? Yeah. That's where all your basic, like, growing up happened? Yeah. I started hitting the road real early, just going on trips with friends and stuff. Like once I became a teenager, and uh-huh. skateboarding came in real early. Had a good skateboard scene for then, you know. Yeah, skating happened first before music. No, I was into music. I played bass, man. I had a bass. I was all about Cliff Burton. Then I fucking got into skateboarding and like piece music, and then like got into skateboarding full time. Rad. Eighth grade. Jake, Jake told me you guys were in like a ska band early on. Yeah, like, you know, ska core. What was the, the name? Ni- Mogwai or something? Jiker. Jiker, that's right. The 90s were crazy. <laughs> we would play like a New York hardcore matinee. Right. And then drive to Connecticut and like open for the specials. Like You open for the uh, specials? Fuck, that's then, pretty sick. And like open sick. for Murphy's Law like the that day. Damn. The 90s were crazy. And then you played with Dirty and the Donuts, opening for the Vibrators, like, later on in life. Bad shit. (laughs) Fuck. 
uh, who who were some of your early influences? Like, what were some of the shows you were going to just to watch that you were like really stoked on? Uh, my first concert was Anthrax Halloween and Exodus in 1989, the Headbangers Ball Tour. No way. Two of my friends, so I went there with Ricky Rackman. No, he wasn't there. Yeah, I don't even think he liked metal. He was like a poser. Poser, dude. <laughs> don't edit out my talking shit about Ricky Rackman. <laughs> I never met the dude, but he might, he's probably a cool guy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think one of the first times I smelled pot was at that show, and our friend's mom, two of the two of my friends who went, I went to that show with are dead. R.I.P. Oh. And my buddy's mom like just had coffee for like three hours and then picked us up. Just like dropped us off at like Madison Square Garden or wherever it was. The Coliseum. And Anthrax headlined? Yeah, it was a State of Euphoria tour. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty crazy. What, what were some of your early punk shows you went to? In Yonkers at this record store called Rockin' Rex. Shout out. Shout out. Tony, Rockin' Rex. And probably like Killing Time and like New York hardcore stuff. I was seeing very early, like on my own. And like traveling too. Did you see uh, Bad Brains or? I did not. No, no Bad Brains. No, no bad Minor brains. Threat. No, no Minor Threat. Come on. Too no, that's way too early, dude. <laughs> You're not that's that That's way old. too early. I wish. We did play with, uh, Slashers play with Brian Baker's new band, Beach Rats. No way. He was a cool dude. Fuck. He's like, I like your guys' hats. I was like, you like the songs you write, man? Fuck. Yeah. Beach Rats, check them out. Okay. It's like two dudes from Bouncing Souls, Brian Baker, and the singer of Lifetime. Wow. And this good drummer. Forgot your name, dude, though. But you're a good drummer. Damn, where was that? <laughs> St. Vitus in Brooklyn. Sick. Were you already in Hightower when you moved here? No. But you were friends with Jake? Yeah. Jake's, me and Jake have been friends since I was 14. Like, okay. Straight up. Yeah. Like the original skate rat, Sick. heavy metal, punk rock buddy. Yeah. What kind of made you decide to move to San Francisco? Uh, I visited there. I had some friends who lived out there, and I really didn't have much going on in New York. And there's definitely like a Hesh versus Fresh thing in the late 90s. But that was funny. I, was, I always just felt more on the Hesh side. New York was pretty fresh. I was like, I think I'm going to try San Francisco. <laughs> but now, like, we're all homies. Alex Corcoran, shout out. Shout out. Uh, uh. Gizmo, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Supreme 94, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Lafayette Street. <laughs> yeah new york's great san francisco's great yeah there's am i talking too much no you're great uh shane just discovered coffee late in his uh life and we back coffee here on the program do you make coffee yet talking schmidt coffee no but keeps I, you talking all night that, long that would be good i'm yeah. thinking about talking schmidt breath mints uh-huh. <laughs> right before the, the show. list goes on it writes hey, itself here, really here you go yeah. Dental floss. What was your first board? My first board, like, board was, like, a plastic Nash Coyote. I saw it on Back to the Future, probably, like, a lot of people, you know? Yep. My parents didn't know anything. They got me a Nash Coyote. Then I remember a sixth grade graduation present was a Nash Fly Me with the flamingo on it and the palm tree. Remember that one? Yeah. The Nash Fly Me. I was sick. I was such a little California dude, like, you know, checkerboard vans and jams and stuff. I was a little guy. But my first real board, once it was, like, a... You know, they saw me getting into it was a gator Ooh. with the works from Gundalox and Nourish Shell. The classic one that has like the spiral. Classic. This was like, yeah. you know, 88 or whatever. Right. Red trackers, green slime balls, <laughs> lime, neon green rails and tailbone and like a clear nose guard. Were they the ultralight trackers? Maybe. They had plastic yeah, base plastic, plates. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And all these years later, is my, dad, my dad's like, it cost me so much money. 
but he then he recognizes like they're responsible for for me being part of this whole culture because of that skateboard you know right straight up like we're here now because of that first skateboard you know yeah <laughs> it's like choose your own adventure and you're like yeah. page one i did it right yeah like that first choice is <laughs> crucial then i got a skull and sword then it was like a board for christmas i tried to make a board last like all year because i would get a deck for christmas nice what was your first instrument uh bass i guess Ibanez and like a gorilla practice amp. Yeah. And I was just super into like Clifford and Metallica like right away. My older cousin got me into metal and hardcore and stuff. So that's what you would play when you first started was yeah, like yeah, would cover Metallica songs or something? Or whatever. Yeah. I think I could play Salad Days from Minor Threat. I think that was like the first bass line I like thought I could learn to play. Boom, boom, boom. started on metallica because i'm a passionate fan and uh, there's so many haters out there well that's you know? i think we need one metallica <laughs> question because uh there's been some controversy behind the scenes and uh some people think that metallica's career ended at a certain album have you continued to enjoy them throughout like do you like their modern albums uh yes death magnetic i own on vinyl <laughs> straight up i don't own the new one 
I think they're back to where they need to be as far as being Metallica goes. It's some big shoes to fill. Have you seen them live? I have. Like a lot? Two nights in a row at the first Orion Fest in Atlantic City. Ooh. And they played Ride the Lightning in its entirety. And the next night they played the Black Album in its entirety. Fuck. And it was the first time they ever played Escape live. That was the only time I spent 50 bucks on a band t-shirt. Straight up. We saw them at the Fillmore when King Diamond came yeah. out with them. Yeah, nice. That, that was, was a 30-year anniversary, right? Y- yeah. We were there just hanging out. I think we yelled at Lars or something. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. I play Vader Sticks. I got some San Francisco sh- ideas here. So I'm thinking fucking like uh, Howard Stern Whack Pack. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, San Francisco, we got Frank Chu. We got the Tamale Lady. Rest in peace. Frank we- Chu. Frank Chu, the guy at 12 Galaxy sign. Yeah. And then maybe we got Gumby and Wheatberry in there. We got there. Sean John. Sean John. <laughs> that completed the show yesterday. It was a sealed and approved high tower show when Sean John got on stage. Oh, right. But back to the, the pack, though. Yeah, I think yeah. they're onto something. Do you think these guys, do you think Wheatberry and Gumby belong in the iconic SF whack pack? Yeah. I was yeah. hoping to see Wheatberry. Yeah, you probably will. He might just pop out at any he, moment. He might. Or he might be in jail. We yeah. don't know. He's got a gram, though. Let's see. Anything you want to know, Schmitty? New York, San Francisco, the were, 80s, the 90s. Were you, true or false, one year you were a part of SantaCon? You dressed- false. <laughs> false. No way. Let's hear some guilty pleasures besides Metallica's new album. It's <laughs> <laughs> not guilty about that at all. I had more guilty pleasures in the early 2000s and the 90s, like Eminem I really liked. Uh-huh. And, uh... That song by Third Eye Blind, do 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 do. Oh shit! Shit was a jam. I had the like, single. That was a guilty Sally. pleasure. Sally V, you still rock that song. I'm too old to feel guilty about anything though. Now these days, you know, I like everything. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Eminem, sorry. Um, what were you saying about vaping earlier? I like that one. <laughs> if you don't vape now, you never did. Yeah, that's the one. Slashers has a song called "If You Don't Skate Now, You Never Did." Ah. Which is a derivative of, of an old straight edge hardcore saying, if you know, if you're not straight edge now, you never were. Right. So he took that militantness to like skate rock and did that song, and the vape sounds like skate. But that song is funny because a lot of older heads like get their feathers ruffled, man. Like if you don't skate now, you never did. Because how many motherfuckers? Love to y'all, but a lot of motherfuckers like I used to skate, but yeah, blah blah blah. I know. That's a slasher's uh, PSE. I was at a dinner the other night, and I over- overheard that come out of the guy next to me, and I just kind of <laughs> looked to my left, and I was like, oh, man, I just want to come in in the middle of your date and go, actually, this guy never skated. <laughs> it's true. The classic is like the dude is like 15 years younger doing that spiel, and like, oh, yeah, I sprained my ankle. Like, yeah. yeah. You don't love skateboarding, dude. Like, yeah. I used to skate when I was I, younger, <laughs> and he's like 24. <laughs> skateboarding is not for you, my friend. Yeah. Peace. Uh, <laughs> I had the idea that um, Slashers needs a tribute to Keith Meek. Yeah, we actually, uh, our friend Andy Murphy, an Australian artist, skateboarder, did our graphic. Oh. The one of the skate zombie. Yeah. And actually, for a reference, like, we sent him, like, the slime balls and Meekster, like, that oh. vibe. Yeah. Respect, cause because of, you know, those graphics. Slashers wouldn't be a band if we weren't skateboarders. That was probably Same Jim with Hightower. Phillips. That's how I, yeah, yeah, for sure, Jim Phillips. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to operate. Skateboarders are the best. Fuck you it. can't fake it. If you're talking about something, maybe uh, you want to Do an ounce that. of research. <laughs> Just an ounce. Just do a fucking <laughs> ounce of research. Please. Who is the band that um, you played with and you have the story about uh, 
you guys were Hightower was playing and he was like oh say hello to oh Tackleberry yeah Vinny Stigma from Agnostic Front yeah I know Jake told the same story and that's so cool what up Jake shout out Paladine skate rat friends you know we got uh, on probation Audra put us on probation from the park side because we were supposed to do this tour with McRad and Frontside 5 and uh McGrath canceled. That's a whole other thing. Chuck, what up? Shout we'll talk out. about McGrath in a little bit. Chuck Treese coming to the show soon. And uh, so anyway, Frontside 5 and Hightower played at the skate park. And we were playing at like the park side like that night. And I guess, you know, it, it was not the best move, but we played the skate park show, but that detracts from the draw maybe that night, you know? Oh, yeah. Everyone partying all day and seeing the bands. And then uh, Tough Love, Malia's the best. What up, Malia? Shout out. Didn't play there for like year or something but then Damn. we got the call and Audra was like you guys want to open for Agnostic Front and we're like yeah because that's like some New York Harker shit that we grew up on but anyway thanks Audra and Malia on the park side speaking of Malia I just thought of somebody cool to have on the show Malia hit Dude, me up let's yeah, do this fuck yeah she's the boss man fuck yeah Chuck what up shout out I've been in McRad like twice out there it's pretty sick no way Chuck hit me up one night we became friends through, like, you know, Hightower and McRad and Denver and stuff over the years. Uh-huh. He was like, we play for McRad tomorrow. I was like, yes, Chuck, I would love to. And then he, like, sent me, like, 50 songs to learn, like, in a text. And I fucking took the day off work, and I, like, I played by myself, and I, like, listened to all the McRad songs. Drums. On drums, yeah. No way. And Chuck showed up for us to jam. And we ju- we just smoked a joint and then just played, like, Weakness and then just, like, jam. <laughs> it's the best, dude. Anytime, Chuck. That is life hammer. Anytime, Chuck. Life hammer for sure. Chuck should be on this. Too. I asked Chuck to be on the show, and um, of course he said yes. His weakness is he can't say no. <laughs> What's one of your worst slams? Have you ever taken a? Have you broken any bones or anything? Man, everything's just a little fucked up. A little fucked up. Never broke anything. Nothing too bad. No. Any concussions? No, hit my head once, but it was fine. Mm. Uh, I have a little scaphoid issue. I'm all right, though. Dude, that's good. So uh, let's talk about the Hightower experience real quick. Mm-hmm. Jake covered a lot of it, but uh, you guys kind of were all in the city. You all met, mm-hmm. and you weren't really playing drums yet. Correct. So how did that go in the beginning? You were just like, fuck it, I'll, I'll give this... Yeah, yeah, I played drums a little because I was in a, I was in playing in bands since I was like 15, you know. But you were playing bass. I was singing. Oh, okay. And fronting the whole operation. Nice. And that was pretty fun. Uh huh. But then uh, I was gonna do that in San Francisco when we were starting High Tower. Couldn't find a drummer to save your life. And I tell every drummer out there listening now: learn how to, every musician listening, learn how to play drums. You'll be the most valuable piece in like every city in the world if you are a competent drummer. You'll have a fucking gig with someone somehow doing something cool. Right. So anyway, yeah, I just was like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to play drums. And I've always been lucky enough to be able to hear what I want to do in my head and then execute it, you know? That's all I did. I would just hear what I wanted to do in my head and then be able to and do just it. Try to if you're a fan it. of music, you can play music. Do you remember the first song you guys assembled? Mm-hmm. It was called Theme. This is like the first Hightower song. Do you still play it ever? No. Probably, there's so many songs we don't play, man. Uh-huh. We've just been digging up some real deep cuts lately. Uh-huh. These last two shows we played, which has been fun. Yeah. We have like a lot of songs, though, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> I do know. I think I've seen you guys more than any other band. No, man, we're in a very unique position. Like they're my we're best friends. As childish as it may sound. Right. Jake and Dave are my best friends. We can jam for two hours and then like put on a, a good high tower show, you know. Seasonally in different cities. That's what we're working with right now. You guys ever been on a uh, no talking terms? <laughs> Maybe in the van for a couple hours. Yeah. On the road, back when we used to tour for like two months. That was rad too. Just you know, it's different times. You know, Didn't one year you guys played like like a hundred shows or something. Yeah, I think one summer we played like a hundred shows. Yeah, that's that ah, one year. I don't know. That's so we played. We played yesterday. Yeah, anything's possible. Dude, you played twice in one show. All the shows, man. Every show I play, getting older and shit, especially these high tower ones, like becoming more special. Like it's not a wedding or a funeral, you know. But yeah. it's everyone getting together from for sure from different eras in the same era, you know. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. um, where you were or how you found out that Jake passed? Uh, yeah, so that started popping up on Instagram, and I was like, no way. And then I remember I actually saw one thing, and I was like, no way. And it was in the, like at night, so I just went to sleep. And you woke up the morning, the yeah. internet was broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't believe, I was, you know, I wasn't tight with him like everyone, but like I've yeah. had some great Phelps moments, man. Absolutely. Living out here, and we got along, you know? Yeah. For sure. He always had bits of wisdom. He would either like compliment me and praise me or like totally ignore me, you know? If he talked shit about you, he actually liked you. Uh If he didn't like you, he wouldn't acknowledge you. Uh That's kind of how it was, it seemed like. I remember the funny one for me was he was like, were they going high tower? He had the ter- the term going high tower was, was was when you put one foot up on the fucking on the amp or the sick. Yeah, that's going high that's tower. Sick man, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah, Rip Phelps, love you man, you crazy yeah. bastard. We need you. Uh, Saw him at the death match. That was the last time. And then oh, yeah. Slashers got to play with bad shit at House of Vans, and that was awesome. Oh, sick. we got Trujillo a bass. Tony was like, "Yo, you think you guys can get an SG bass for me?" I was like, "No problem." We got it. Yeah. Shout out to Night Terror for loaning. Shout out TNT that bass. Yeah, so you've kind of been your mission's kind of been since you moved to New York to to get New York and San Francisco to mesh, right? To bond, stitch it up, stitch it up. I like that. I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, but like without trying, you know. Like I feel like doing both. That's rad. Um, I had the idea of getting like four or five high tower songs because mm-hmm. they don't have lyrics but they have some epic beats we mix it all up and then we get big hungry to lay over some verses great i think it would be insane and that's something we can do live also yeah like yeah. me and me and hungry can go on stage and i can click off a four count on the drums and we can just probably do something right. like live yeah hungry you heard hungry Collab. shout out hungry is on the show drums and vocals yeah yeah uh played with slashers last summer we were out here oh right thanks for playing he like he like opened and headlined killed it slashers you guys Mm -hmm. flew to colorado rented a car and then did like eight shows on the way to sf and what were the highlights man denver's awesome that's for me anyway i mean we, we got treated really well there i've been hanging out there for a long time got the front side five crew yeah got like it was Hanging with my cousin and uncle, you know, like I've deep family there. Another guy named Shane. And Shane from Frontside Five, shout out. Shout out. It was great. So everyone's treating slashers real well. The band came together real nicely. Again, being skateboarders. How'd you meet these guys and how'd the band kind of start? Was the band already happening or? We were all in bands already. Uh huh. 
And I became friends with Blake through like the local metal scene or whatever. He's like, oh, you skate, I skate, you skate, oh, sick. Oh, you were in High Tower, I was in Bones Brigade. I think the second wave of skate rock was like Bones Brigade, Frontside 5, High Tower, and like bad shit. Just following the blueprint of all the original Thrasher stuff, JV, that was the blueprint. Running with that, so anyway, we were aware of each other's skate bands in the early 2000s, became skate friends in New York, and he's a guitar player and I'm the drummer, and we were just skating one day, and I was like, yo, we should just start a fucking band with all skateboarders. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we'll call it Slashers. So I was like, all right. And then, then we found, like, Jamie and Jesse. You had to be in the you had to skate to be in the band. Uh, rumor has it this morning at 6 a.m., uh, one of the guys is going outside to move the van um, so he doesn't get a parking ticket. And he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to Miley. Yep. That's pretty sick. Jamie woke up Blake, or Blake was still up. <laughs> Shout out to 24th Street. Shout out. And they went to Miley. I wouldn't have went, but dudes, you didn't wake us up, though. Guys, you should have just kicked me and Jesse in the foot. <laughs> Dragged us. And just be like, I'm going to Miley. I probably wouldn't have went, though. Nah. I've been to Miley. You've been there? I love Miley. It's great. <laughs> but, you know, I want to push her on the mission today. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to be back, Schmitty. And as, I love SF. As the barfly once said. Shane here. I love SF. I love it, too. What do you miss about SF the most? The music scene is really good right now, it seems. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I love New York, too. It's just different. Just cruising around. I love hooking up with all like the skate rats, yeah, the Pachero, like, yeah, like my boys Lane and Tyreek. Mm-hmm. They were little Groms when I fucking knew them. Now they're like rippers and coming to shows and stuff. I don't know. Community. Okay, you, you get to San Francisco for your first time in, in let's say, over a year. What's the first place you want to go eat at? Whizburger. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whizburger. Damn. Veggie burger, avocado cheese. Waffle fries and two ranches and a tall can. All right. <laughs> you know that's where Blood Wizard um, became? The whole idea of Blood Wizard became at Whizburger. That makes sense. Visser and Toad were there eating burgers. Some Blood fucking wizard. old guy walks by. He looks like a wizard. And all of a sudden it just came to fruition. Saw Gus. Stayed at his house. Speaking of Blood Wizard. Shout out to Shout Gus. Out. Shout out. Saw Gurney and Given, the first skate park. We saw the Treasure Island was our first... Really? Bay Area stop and like fucking Gurney and Given were there and Phallus. It was great. Oh. Good first session. Yeah. Shout out to Josh, man. Treasure Island. Shout yeah. out. It was rougher yeah, than I thought. I only see it on my phone in New York and I'm like, I got there. It was rough. I was like, yeah, it was like East Coasty. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> I like the East Coasty parks. Yeah, he's doing some shit though. It's coming Killing together. It. Yeah. They're and we, what was cool, We the Slashers tour from Denver to here, we skated all the early 2000s parks. Like, you mm. know, that Reno vibe, Tahoe. Truckee, Truckee Park Auburn. They're cool, yeah. Mm. I was like a different skater when I was, they first opened, you know? Dude, there's parks everywhere. Yeah. I think Colorado's slept on. Colorado? Colorado, the state. Like, Oregon's oh. sick, obviously, but like, yeah. Colorado has just too. as many parks and like camping. Yeah. I like Montana. Montana. It's, yeah, you dude. can camp anywhere. You just pull over and camp. We were in Laramie and we skated like this squashed full pipe. It was awesome. Hmm. Fell off the truck, literally. Some, like, recycling silo barn that they incorporated in the skate park. But it was, all, like, smushed. Red. Laramie, Wyoming. Shout out. Shout out. Damn, I don't know if I've been there. They got a park. They got a half-squashed full pipe. It's tight. That was one of my favorite shows of the trip. The Slasher Store was this basement in Wyoming. The Laramie one? Yeah. It was called The Greenhouse, and we didn't know much about it. We were like, is this a venue? Then we got there, and it's like, oh, no, it's just actually a greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Playing in the basement. <laughs> Let's talk about some, uh, I don't know, the Trife days. We were on there. Yeah. 
felt so cool being on the trife, man. It was like we made it. <laughs> yeah. We were just kids in our 20s, you know? A lot of shit happened that we wouldn't remember without the digital camera. And again, I'm just, it totally warms my heart because I've been listening to every episode. And uh, Hightower comes up in a lot of these episodes and it's really, uh, it means a lot to us, well, everybody. Hightower came up a lot in our lives. Still coming up. Yeah. Can't get rid of us no. until one of us is dead. Yeah, uh, Tower is a band. Wood on that one. Yeah, do you have any memorable moments in those in those years? Like, fuck, you guys played on the back of a fucking truck. Yeah, for uh, Mickey and Phelps's birthday. That was pretty. I mean, they were in a flatbed. We like, could go on forever, but that's definitely the, one. Yeah, yeah. They left with us to figure out. We met at the bank to wall in Alabama. Yep. And I don't know. Mickey just had like the truck rented, the flatbed ready to go. It was their birthday weekend it was actually my birthday weekend too right I'm in that same possibly arcos zone. too yeah arcos yep, yep yep arco was there yesterday shout out shout yeah out. arco's coming on yeah for sure mm-hmm. but yeah then like uh we were like all right we'll meet at the bank to wall with all our shit and we'll put it on the flatbed near the generator and everything and then we fucking just set up met up at the bank to walls and drove to pops played a whole set and that, like left yeah that's shout called out to doing Mickey. it Fuck yeah. shout out yeah cat's paw oh uh, y'all you. Slashers toured up there last summer, and Mickey was at the show the whole time, man. Shout Shit. out. Shout out. And he gave us a bar tab at Cat's Pie after the show. Nice. Uncle Mickey, thank you. We love you. Uncle Mick up in the yeah. PDX. How long have you been vegetarian for? 23 years. 23 years. Well, why did you start? As cliche as it sounds, I was dating a girl who's, you know, vegetarian Buddhist. And, oh. Uh, Oh, there we go. There you have it. And then you got into it. And Took then that just note. Stuck yeah. With it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you know, it takes. Yeah, it's been working. We wouldn't be the rad dudes we are without our ladies, right? Absolutely. Shout out. Love um, you, honey. Shout out. Do you think, in some ways, that you eat extra healthy so that you can put other non, not so healthy things in your system? No. Like, like you go, hey, I'm eating well, so I can drink some brew or. I'm generally pretty healthy. Yeah. Like a couple of beers aren't a big deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I eat well, so. Keep it mellow. Yeah, keep it mellow. I like that. Coffee is like the probably the harshest shit. I'm on X Games of Mellow right now. Winning the gold mellow. <laughs> yeah, we got the gold mellow for <laughs> fucking falling asleep before 10. I got the gold. Yeah, that's fine too, man. Especially yeah. when you have an awesome partner, you know. So, reverse question. You're out in New York for a year, and you get back to New York. What's the first place you want to go to get a bite? Pizza. Do you got a, a spot? Mm, or anything in my mom's refrigerator. Depends where I go first, my mom's house or the city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're going to get a slice, do you got a go-to for slices in, in Pizza? I like in Santa Ana's Santa. on Bedford and mm. North 7th. All right. It's good shit. But then Screamers is great. It's all vegan on oh. Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint. That wasn't around when I first moved back, but... I don't know. Home cooking? Yeah. You can't be home cooking. Yeah. Do you do you believe that New York has no good burritos and San Francisco has mm-hmm. no good pizza? I found tolerable burritos in New York. Like, I know where to go. Like, I'm not, you know, and uh, out here, like, I don't even need pizza. No. <laughs> really? But, like, I got a quesadilla super <laughs> yesterday, man, with the rice and beans. So good. Fuck yeah. New York can't even fuck with Mexican food. No. Sorry about you, New York, but you can't fuck with Mexican food. And they do other stuff well, though. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff well. What's They're, going on in the circle of bros, like the Nature Crew and all them? Those guys are good. Uh, they just played Supreme. 
Oh. Supreme scene is cool in, in Brooklyn. They got a bowl and stuff. Tooth works at Supreme. Shout out, Nature. Shout tooth out webs. to Tooth. All you guys. Shout out. Damien. Shout he's out. Like, he's weaving the fresh and hesh. Damien's still working for De Niro? Maybe. <laughs> or Bob Dylan or he, something. Maybe he's doing something cool. Yeah, he loves Freelance it. sound he's guy. He's got his finger on the rat's yeah, yeah, pulse yeah. usually. He's the best. Fucking Shout cool. out him and Annie. Shout out. Diego. Shout out. If we're going to take a little break right now and, and drop a slasher song. Hmm. I'd rather fight than switch. First, I want to do my blue plate commercial. Okay. Deviled eggs, meatloaf, Olympia dollar beers and smiles on our faces in a garden. We want to make you happy. Come to blue plate. And don't forget the fried chicken. Yeah. Deviled eggs. It's from a 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Henry Rollins, Independent Ed. And it said, like, I'd rather fight than switch my trucks. Oh. Like, Slashers is digging into, like, shit like that for, like, lyrical content. But we made it about, like, being a freak and a skateboarder or whatever, a weirdo, you know? Like, uh-huh. someone who didn't fit in. And okay. I'd rather fight than switch. But it can't... Ah, I like that. Yeah, and then, like, if you don't skate now, you never did. That's from an old, like, straight-edge campaign. Uh-huh. So we're, like, just twisting things. Sick. <laughs> I come up with some. I'll send you guys for the second album. Yeah, you should. Fuck. Henry Rollins, though, he's, I've been liking his. He's been on podcasts. He did Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, where's his head at these days? Are we liking it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. One thing that I remember that I took from it that I really liked is like he just like hangs out at his house and listens to forty fives. You know, he has a the bit probably gnarliest record collection. But when he's at home, he listens to 45s. <laughs> and when he gets up to change it, to f- put the other side on, he does 10 push-ups every time. No way. In between flipping 45s. Listen to one song. What up, Henry? You're cool, man. Thank you. Damn. So that was cool. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts. Joe Rogan. We listened to Joe Rogan. I listened to the crime or true crime ones. I listened yeah. to like fucking, like I'm listening to the Charles Manson one right now. Yeah, that's crazy. The, yeah, just I listen to lighthearted shit. Yeah, on them. I probably should. I like comedian stories and like music and skateboarding stuff. You know, Bill Burr is really good. Every Monday, yeah, he likes talking to, Schmidt. Talking Schmidt's on Tuesday, so you gotta Tuesdays. have a fucking TV guide. Like, I'm only, I'm not Monday, even gonna listen Tuesday, to this one Wednesday. though. No, no. Okay. Maybe like I'll listen to like two minutes of it and then like never listen to it again. But I'll give it the bump on Facebook and stuff. What you do is you <laughs> get on a 12-hour flight and you take a hit of acid and all you have is this to listen yeah. to. <laughs> this is my third podcast, so I'm ranking them up. Damn, what were the first two? The first one was for a friend of mine who is a filmmaker and he did like an indie film and mm. he used some of the SM Project music in it. Yeah. And I had like a cameo in it. Ed Charette, shout out. Uh, I, was, I don't remember what the movie was called. It premiered at Gramercy Theater, though, so then I did, like, a solo project show at Gramercy Theater, which is, like, legit New York. But anyway, that was my first podcast, because he just did ones with all, like, the talent involved in the film. And what's his name? Ed Charette. So Shout we'll look out. up Ed Charette documentary yeah, yeah, for the name. Uh, what the Space hell's the movie? Right God now, damn it. But, uh, Ed, call me. We could do a um, dial, of, dial a friend. First time ever. Lifeline. Lifeline. Here on what's Talking the Spit. The Lifeline. I'll remember it by the time this is over. Okay. I want to say it's called, like, Don't Forget to Write or something, but it's not okay. called that. That's not it, but <laughs> it, it's a good idea. What, what was the second the podcast? The second one was, like, this drummer podcast. No way. Cool. Yeah, this guy does a lot of heavy hitters. He's got uh, Jody. Yeah. Red dude. Good, great drummer. All right, top five drummers of all time. <sighs> Tim Soetti from the fucking Champs. Whoa. George Hurley from Minutemen. Lars. From fucking Metallica. No way. Yep, yep. I'm vetoing See, that one. Nope. I'm straight, <laughs> straight up. Lars, dude, love you, dude. dude. He's like Tony Hawk, man. He's like the Tony Hawk of metal. But I love Tony Hawk. He's great, okay. too. Well, we got Was two more. Three? Yeah. Two more? 
John Bonham doesn't affect me. St- st- no, I, I keep it with people who I've seen live, or like probably like John Weisberg or something. Oh, uh, okay. Like dudes who I grew up playing. In okay, so you don't music. you don't want to say Art Blakey, Billy Cottom, any of like the jazz. No, what did I say? Tim Soetti, Lars, George Hurley from the Minutemen. Yep. Then I'll go with like any of those New York hardcore guys, Mackie or like Luke from Gorilla Biscuits or something. Bill Stevenson. Yeah, Bill Stevenson's sick. <laughs> He's super sick. That's a lot of story I can get into. When I saw Descendants a couple months ago at PlayStation Theater. Yeah. Anyway, two more drummers. Probably this guy Ryan Sawyer, actually. Shout out to Ryan Sawyer. From Shout out. He's a local New York guy. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's like a mentor. Right. Ryan Sawyer, for sure. What up? What up, Soy Dog? One of my favorite drummers. I'm going to just break the ice because a lot of my female listeners are getting angry. Sheila E. Trixie. Oh, just Trixie's throw, sick. Throwing them uh, in there for the ladies. Who else is from out here? I remember uh, Becca. Oh, what yeah. Who's that band? El Corazon? Uh-huh. With, uh, Dominique and Ravia was at our show yesterday. <sighs> Bay Area has a great scene now, but it was, it was off the hook in the early 2000s. What about Furtado? Ryan Furtado was there. Dude, maybe so cool. 10 years up, plus that I had. Like, yeah, man, he was he's great. Wow, Ray Potts. Ray Potts was there. <laughs> Mike Stevens. Yeah, Dude. I see Mikey, but Mike Stevens. Mike Stevens to come in and kick you some knowledge. You should do one with Mike Stevens. For yeah, sure. and Ray. Yeah, is Ray NSF? I never in, see Ray. He's NSF right now. And Furtado, never, never. You should do one with Dave Kaplan. Okay, yeah. Let's. Cappy. Who's our dream list for my future guests? Oh, like we just talked about, Mike Stevens. Yeah. Ray Potez would be cool. Jay Hal. Jay Hal would be good. Yeah. 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 Sean John. Obviously, Sean John. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think my my friend Nicole would be good. Oh, yeah? She was in the Girl Lilla Biscuits with me. Okay. But she was in a bunch of old SF punk bands and stuff. Sick. And uh, Dave Fallis. Dave Fallis is on the list, absolutely. Maybe Along with Pete the Ox. Pete the Ox. Man, you should get... Uh, Kevin from Johnny and the Dudes. Shout Ooh, out, Kevin. Shout out. That is a touch. good one. That's what the gram is cool for, too. Like, you see someone pop up, was like, what's up? Yeah. yeah, dude. Get Johnny on there. Johnny and the Dudes. Johnny and the Dudes. We might 100%. have to fucking get a Johnny and the Dudes song on right now, kid. We might have to. Getting fired up for that one with the shots. Dude <laughs> pride. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlie's in the book. Charlie's in the book. I can see his eyes. Here we go. Johnny and the Dudes. Pete the Ox, I need you on, baby. Take it away.
see that fucking yeah, head yeah. come up fucking apart, pops malia parkside malia bottom of the hill max's mom ramona i mean what do you guys want to fucking know about sfc so <laughs> So been Max Schaff was gonna be here today. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that, like I'll direct message someone or whatever, you know, and they get back usually. Meet at Petrero. Yeah, Sundown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sean Gutierrez will be rolling in with Arco in about twenty five minutes. No, they're out of town, they're in Atlanta. Damn it. I got the scoop. I wanna see Gut, I wanna see Bill and uh Fatty's probably with Fatty. Him. Those are my favorites. Like that's how I keep my eyes on the mission, I feel like watching those dudes grams, man. They Shout can, out they guys. Hold it down. Thanks. Crocker kid. Shout out. I love those eyes when I'm in New York and I'm seeing that's the mission I want to be hanging out in. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out dudes. Shout out. Uh, yeah. What were what Crocker, how about Crocker? Me and Fallis skated there every Saturday morning for a year and that's when we got to meet all those dudes when they were kids did you take the slashers i mean take slashers i didn't crew take there? them yet no, no? no probably won't go there but yeah they can handle it it's either there or blue plate <laughs> pretty much chicken fried chicken meatloaf and smiles on our faces hey it's Corey at blue plate 3218 mission street come see us meatloaf fried chicken devil eggs and, dollar and Olympia dollar beers. Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week we got a garden and we got smiles on our faces come let us make you happy love you my my girlfriend was in sacramento <laughs> girls girls gone wild weekend uh-huh. and they go in for like some fucking chocolate or whatever and all of a sudden some dude taps on her shoulders like hey are you schmitty's girlfriend can i take a photo with you and it was Corey, and he sent me a photo. I was like, yes. Shout out. Get that coconut That's cream the pie back there, Corey. I'm coming in. Yeah, man. Hook up the vegetarian specials. Mm. He always does. Yeah. And probably the best vegetarian special is a $1 Olympia. Only. And some beets. If you could have any vegetarian dinner, like if you go out, what's like? what would be the extreme? Like we're... We're going five star tonight. Like the best salad with like a lot of avocado. Yeah, avocado goes. Yeah, probably no dressing. Just the salad be would I, be made so right that you don't need to put. dressing I never do dressing. All the flavors. I love it. Yep. Yeah, we've been making epic salads. Or whiz burger. Or whiz burger. <laughs> or that fucking veggie burger at whiz burger with a side of fries, with avocado, waffles, and two things of ranch, <laughs> and smiles on True. our faces. <laughs> Deviled eggs. <laughs> Meatloaf. Dude. Corey, I'm coming. I'm bringing the guys. Corey, and Schmitty. I went on record, and I'm going on record right now. There's a big statement. Blue plates, fried chicken, better than front porch. I might have some haters, but I'm throwing it out there. I just went to front porch last week, hey. so I got the confirmation. Good to go in my book. Yeah. Haters, you know. If haters you can't hate, when can you really love, you know? If you're not hating now, you always did. Sidebar with Corey, like, we fucking went to the strawberry pool. I took some of my first road trips with him when I moved out here. Rad. Him and Matt Walker and Dave Kaplan. Nice. I moved here in 99, and some of my, just hitting the road right away back in those days in the strawberry bowl in Tahoe. That wow. was a hot spot. Remember that, that thing? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll go there with Corey and shit and, like, Kaplan uh-huh. yeah, and Matt Walker. That's rad. Matt Walker's in New York now. What up? Shout out. What was your first neighborhood when you moved here? 24th street in hampshire the mission you went straight there straight there oh straight there damn we had a house with like 10 people in it and what year was that 99 january 99 so 24th was was not what it is today then i had visited like in 94 and 96 Uh uh-huh but 99 is when like i fucking did you guys have any change my address 
There was like a drum set there already, but I didn't. I don't know. I was gonna play drums. I didn't even think I wanted to be in bands <laughs> anymore. I thought I was just gonna skate and like go to City College for super cheap. Uh, <laughs> and then, did you, know, you go to City the band. College? You can't escape the bands uh, for a couple semesters. Yeah, I'm on like the 30 year plan for college. I'm on the 32 no year plan. Yeah, no big deal. Huh? Did you guys have any incidents on 24th? Any times where? One time I was walking home down 24th. It was like after the bars were closed. And it was across from, it was right past the BART station on 24th and Mission. I was on the uh, the left side, the south side. There was a gang across the street, like down the next block, but across the street. So I'm just walking, minding my own business. And one dude breaks away from the pack and just starts like walking toward me real like, uh, real authoritatively. And he's like, he's like, what's up nigga? Where you from nigga? Where you from? I was like, yo, I'm from nowhere. I'm from nowhere. I'm leaving. And I started turning around to walk, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else. You can pass." And I was like, "All right." And I didn't, you know, I had one time I went home. <laughs> that was my gnarliest SF remission moment. I was like, "Yo, I'm from. I'm no one from nowhere. So I'm gonna <laughs> turn around and fucking thank you." All right, then. Yeah. We're not the droid you're looking. Anyway, for. it's good. I remember getting locked in at Pops. Like dudes oh, were out yeah. front. Like, dude. Just everyone get to the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. Uh, What's uh, some of the best uh, headlining bands that you've opened for? What are some of the moments? In all of my music? Or yeah. just all of it? Yeah. Specials is fucking high Specials, up there. Specials, Bad Brains, Sick of It All, Pennywise, Agnostic Front, H2O, Voodoo Glow Skulls will go there. Uh, They're cool. They yeah. can do a barbecue at our friend Timmy's house, R.I.P. Yeah, man, I don't know. They're just local bands that you see on tour that no one will ever hear or see. But you're seeing them because they're a band from this city that's on tour that mm-hmm. is never going to play any shows or record anything right? outside of their town, and they're like the best band you ever see. What happened to our bro from Bison? Uh, I think they're playing like this month. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's still doing it. Yeah, they're like a high tower vibe, you know? Yeah. Now, you guys turned me on to Bison, yeah. Three Inches of Blood, the Vancouver fucking set. Nature, uh, a lot of bands that's that... A, that's our... Yeah, you know, that's the point on, on Earth. Pass shit along. Each one, teach one. Find good and let yeah. other people know. Each one, teach one. Because there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of shit out there. Yeah, you gotta put your boots on. That's, that's what's been really cool about Slashers. We play for like, uh, like we played House of Vans, really took good care of us okay we played some big shows there and local shows there yeah and that exposed slashers to like a whole urban young skate crowd you know okay ethnicity gender everything mixed up mashed up that's what's up it's all about this fucking next gen man pick up skateboards and pick up instruments and do some radical shit for our friends who can't yeah i mean as cliche as it is as repetitive as it is time is very precious for real. You can do it now or you can never do it. It's a year is like fucking nothing when you get older. Yeah. A year is yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I'm planning a year from now already, you know. Fuck. Let's talk a little bit about SM. Not San Mateo, the city I once lived in, but the SM project. My initials. Mm-hmm. Solo. What's, what, what's the deal? That came out of like my other bands not being able to play. So I was like, okay, but I got the solo project. I can just do that. But I also worked at this place called Union Pool in Brooklyn. Shout out. Shout out. Union Pool. 
Is Tim McKinney's voice going to be when, it, when yeah. I say every time I say shout out? Shout out! I'm doing that thinking I'm going to hear that like on the. Well, end. we might throw Noel in too. Shout out! She, she hit one. I she, she, yeah. McKinney, you're sick when you sang uh, that Jimi Hendrix song in that Think video. That's Tim McKinney awesome. to me is that Jimi Hendrix skate park. Yeah, wild say. and crazy <laughs> radical. First impressions with Timothy Donald McKenney. This one is actually my last impression of the skateboard scene in San Jose. It was a show with Hightower, the Happy Donuts, or uh, Schmitty's Band with Crabtree, and Tom Knox on a stand-up bass. <laughs> Insane to be there... That's my last and first impression, but that drummer out of everything there, I seen him out front, an instant impression was, damn, this guy's a skateboarder, ain't he? Next thing out of his mouth is, yeah, I skateboard. I go, it figures, your energy, your aura is different than a, a, a lead singer's, you know? It was different, it was just chill. Chillest dude I've ever seen, and most drummers are. I wanna shout out another Band, I want to shout out Spaz. I want to shout out Lactose and Max. Shout out. I'm skating with you guys on rainy days on that red curb. Menlo Park or wherever we were at the mall. Um, I also want to shout out Tom Knox. Shout out. Crabtree. Shout out. Schmitty. Shout out. Sandy. Shout out. Tasha. Shout out. And Allison Lee. Shout out. And the last time I had anything to do with any kind of skate scene. After that, Ghost. Fish on. Shout out. What were we talking about? Uh, SM Project. Yes. And then you said something about Union Pool. Yeah, I worked at this place called Union Pool. There was a bar back there, and it had the best music from everywhere in the world, and the weirdest shit, and the awesomest shit. And everyone who worked there was like a musician. And I say to this day, like, I went to music school. I was working at Union Pool for two years. I saw so much cool stuff come through working there, and uh, so much weird, like, solo stuff, different people. And I was just always thinking, like, sick man i think i can do something like that you know and then uh some other bands i had in at the time if they couldn't play a show i'd be like but i have the solo project and then i just started playing shows and then like uh it's a phenomenon so is it consist of do you pre-record stuff and then play along to it or how does it work out no i have like a casio that provides like these beats i do guitar and vocals and live percussion and i have this thing called a chord chaos later pad it's all these sound effects, and it's like live looping. So it loops. Nothing's be recorded. It's like live. Oh, for sure. A little guitar. Do you got any? No recording? one's told me to stop yet. Okay, <laughs> that's always good sign. Uh, do you have any recording? I do. SoundCloud, the SM project. <sighs> Should we take it to a fucking take it, jam? Take it. Take it to Space Vagrant. This one's called Space Vagrant. Listen up, project. y'all, because this is it.
We went from Johnny and the Dudes to the SM Project. We had some height. That's a stretch, huh? You know what? I'm just going to say, haha, we're playing another song right now. We're going to do. I am the wall ride. We're going to do <laughs> a Hightower song. Yep. But you get to pick it. Oh, I get to pick it. Yeah. This uh, Hightower song is called The Wick. The Wick. It's not available on vinyl, it's only on Bandcamp. Check it out. song the wick was probably the last hightower song that we were like recorded and that was new ish we have we wrote a whole album but we for, we forgot it no way <laughs> like if we got to, if we were able to jam for like a if i was able to come here for like a month yeah, and we can jam yeah. for like a week like we would remember the stuff but like mm-hmm. we do these awesome shows and uh we're lucky we're psyched to just dig deep to like styler's quest and stuff and the hightower shows are more special every time Okay, I got I got some fucking novelty moments right here. Hi, t- something I don't know. Well, you probably know this, but we're gonna put it into perspective. How many songs out of all the High Tower songs have vocals on them? Like three. Three out of like how many? We have like thirty songs probably. Okay, so We're like four. That's one third. No, that's like one. <laughs> that's like three out of thirty is like one tenth. Um, one tenth of the songs, and guess what, folks? I sang backup vocals on one of those. You're on the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole one of the whole uh, ideas with High Tower was uh, when we started. Like all the best metal albums always had one instrumental. Mm. Remember that when every metal record would have one instrumental song. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do like our whole album be all instrumentals and like one vocal song. Oh, that is that like, kind of how you ran it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we got our first reviews in concussion and stuff, and they're like, and the best thing is, there's no vocals. You know, someone, some whiny singer ruining the whole thing. Uh-huh. That was cool. Yeah, the beat's good, and then, oh, the voice yeah. killed it. Huh. That was from our first con- concussion review. What up, concussion? R.I.P. What's up, Davood? What up? Get him on here. Creature Lee was on here. Concussion Lee went to Creature. Yeah, yeah. Now he's, yeah, he's NHS-ly. Dude, we, Hightower songs still pop up in, like, NHS edits and shit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's awesome. Like, that means mm-hmm. so much to us. It's the best. Whew. I know you're doing the edits still, right? Yeah. Jamie sent you some slasher stuff. Yep. Get in there. Yep. Could be coming out. Send you the SM project, maybe? Yeah. Let's do this. 
Always looking for yeah, music. Yeah, man. Yeah, the list goes on. Keep just keep cranking it up. Got to leave tonight. Oh, man. Fuck. Twenty four hours. Back to New York. New York, I love you. San Francisco, I love you. Schmitty, I love you. To and fro. Tell your friends you fucking love them while they're around. Yeah. And uh, hug them, punch them, whatever you got to do. That's very important. Shout out to all my New York homies. Tony Shout Farmer. Out. Shout out. See you soon, New York. Matt McGinley. Shout out. Jeanette. Shout out. Steph. Shout out. Timo. Shout the out. The list goes on. Clems, Wybus, Brandy. Shout you gotta out. got to come visit. I know. You can bang out like four podcasts probably there. Or like 40. 40, yeah. <laughs> well, shit. San Francisco, last night in town. Where are you taking it for dinner? Blue plate, deviled eggs, <laughs> fried chicken, smiles on her faces, dollar Olympia beers, and smiles on her faces. It's like the one night Corey's off. <laughs> Shane's in the house right now, and we're gonna go fucking skate a little bit. But uh, are we? Th- what's what song are we taking it to? Did Hot you? Tower, the SM Project, Slashers, you name it. No, I think the Johnny said, and the I dudes. I think you said fucking Metallica or something. Sure. Remember earlier, you were like, we might have to end with this song. I forget what. Sure, it is. and I'm gonna further piss everyone off and take a song from Injustice for All. <laughs> it's called "To Live Is to Die." All right, here we are, here we are, here we are, and now we're not. Talk to you next week.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talkin' Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow up them charts. All the episodes will always remain free to my listeners, but if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at our website, TalkinSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like stickers, beanies, t-shirts, or hats. The website has an entire archive of all the episodes with extra photos and video. You can also email me with any concerns, questions, suggestions, comments, etc. at TalkinSchmidt at gmail.com. That's Schmidt, T-A-L-K-I-N-S-C-H-M-I-T at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by me, Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature, and a special shout-out goes to my executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Until next week, this is Talkin' Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Talkin' Schmidt, Talkin' Schmidt, Talkin' Schmidt. <laughs>